You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. From our flagship station in Buffalo, this is the Post Game Show on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. By Tate Thompson, but Tarasenko jumps on a loose puck, and Lukanen with a grand save when Buffalo needed it right there on 91. Down the stretch, how many times did Vladimir Tarasenko have a good look on Sabres goaltender Uka Pekalukanen? That one right there, late, and a big glove save from UPL. It's our save of the game, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers, New inventory is arriving daily. We welcome you to the post-game show. Brian Colziel here with you. Paul Hamilton in just one moment. Sabres definitely fighting some fatigue there in the third period with back-to-back goals. Blues putting on pressure. Tarasenko alone had quite a few opportunities to score. But Lukanen shutting the door in the third period. And then Dylan Cousins seals it into the empty net with one minute left, shorthanded. And Buffalo going back-to-back on this road trip to start it out 2 and, oh, they win it by a score of 5-2-3. All right, Paul Hamilton is with us here now. Paul, last night we started talking about how it was Anderson's early great play in net that kept the Sabres alive until they could get their game. Maybe a little reverse tonight. It's Lukanen in the end who ends up coming up big while the Sabres are struggling to hang on. Yeah, you know, playing back-to-back, the Sabres were dominant uh, for the first 24 minutes of the game, had a 4 nothing lead. St. Louis scores at 434 of the second period, and then, you know, you could just tell. They were starting to run out of gas, and that's why Don Granado is not practicing, you know, with this team. That, uh, you know, he understands that, uh, you know, they can't take the ice, so they haven't been taking the ice. And, you know, and it hurts, too. They can't practice their power play. There's things they can't practice because of it. But they're still putting in a very gritty effort. I mean, yep, you were up 4 nothing. It's a good thing you built that up because St. Louis wound up scoring three. But you hung in there in the third period. You, you had Lukanen had to make some great saves, especially on Tarasenko, uh, to, to hold the game, the game at 4-3. to three. And, boy, what an effort by cousins to put it away with the empty netter i mean starts in his own end and and just you know gets the puck up uh it it was just a huge what a huge effort by cousins to get that puck and then he takes the shot from around the red line gets it into the empty net and uh, as bulldog would say gets it into the garage for the sabers yeah cousins his 17th shorthanded empty net goal sealing it there uh, Paul, we know the Sabres were very good to start this game. Two goals right away, 3 nothing after one, and then Thompson uh, early second. Uh, it was a 4 to nothing game, and, you know, the Blues, you got to give them credit, but I, I think, as we said, a piece of that was the fatigue uh, for the Sabres doing it. 
what else? I mean, is, is there anything else Don Granado can do now with the schedule being what it is other than just not practicing? Uh, I know you say always in the third period, short shifts, sort of things like that. Do you think he's playing it for with what he can right now in terms of just keeping them as fresh as possible? He is. He can't practice. Uh, you know, they've just got to, you know, keep going the way it is. There's still two more games on this trip. And, uh, you know, so there's really not a whole lot he can do other than just, you know, hey, you know, get your rest, go over video, that type of thing. But, uh, you know, unless he really, really thinks they need to go on the ice for 15 minutes to practice something, you know, but it can't really be anything more than that. And, uh, you know, he's been tending to, you know, and it seems to be working for them. I mean, they've won four in a row, and they're yeah. in the middle of just uh, th- this month. Is like you're not going to have to play a schedule like they're playing, and they're you know they're won four in a row now, and uh, but the next one, you know, you you get another day off and on to play the Winnipeg Jets, who are another team that are near the top of the Western Conference, uh, and then you get another day off and on to play the Minnesota Wild. You know, before it all ends on Saturday when the 12 games in 23 days finally ends for them. And then before the break, they have a home game against the Carolina Hurricanes on February 1st. So at least they get a few days off before they have to go tangle with that. Then they get 10 days off before they are home against the Calgary Flames. So, you know, they're just getting through this with in good shape with uh, four straight wins. And... Uh, you know, good for them that they really jumped on the Blues early. And then, you know, the Blues came on. They they jumped on a tired team, but didn't totally jump on them because Buffalo had a good enough lead. Lukanen made some great saves in the third period when he had to. And that's what I talk about Lukanen. You can say, well, you know, here it is again. He gave up three goals. But what he does is he makes the big save at the big time. And that's what you need. I mean, as long as he's making the big save at the big time, that's why he's winning hockey games. And, uh, you know, he did it again here after three goals. Now, are you going to blame him for the goals? You know, whatever you want to do is fine. But, uh, you know, you know when, when he had to slam the door, he did. And, uh, you know, helped the Sabres get that victory. Yeah, he had that monster save that we just heard there on Tarasenko in front with about a minute 48 left, but... Uh, then Tarasenko maybe had him beat Paul, and he got the, the shaft of the stick, I think, got a piece of it on one. Uh, and then earlier in the period, he makes a nice glove save when he's running the doorstep. I mean, I wrote down at least three grade A chances for just Tarasenko alone. Uh, and then you're he talking bri- about their best goal scorer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about what, uh, an elite goal scorer in the NHL that he's, he's shutting down there. And then Saad had a, a breakaway, too in the middle of all that, that he stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. good stuff there. Paul, how about Krebs? Uh, interesting period. Uh, he gets, um, maybe for a moment there, he, he kind of goes into the wall. I don't know if the stick hit him in the stomach or something happened. He looked like he was shook up a little. Then his next shift out, he gets hit on the wall. No penalty called. Oposo jumps in, and there's some roughing minors happening. And then he gets called for the penalty. So uh, an interesting period for Krebs, to say the least. Yeah, typical NHL. I mean, what do you – it's just I, I shake my head. And it goes both ways. I mean, both teams get bad calls. Yeah. But, you know, Krebs didn't throw himself into the wall. I mean, I mean, what? how do you think he got there? So it's just ridiculous. It's like, well, we're not going to decide the game. Well, yeah, you are. 
because by not calling penalties, you're deciding the game, you know? And uh, th- that's what aggravates me when they say, well, the players should decide the game. No, you're deciding the game because the players committed a penalty and and you don't call the penalty. So, But then Krabs winds up with a penalty and, you know, he knows better, but it's the heat of the game and, you know, he's down and he wants to win the faceoff badly because he doesn't get that opportunity very often. And, you know, he uses his glove and that you used to be able to do that, but you can't anymore. And, uh, you know, it's face-off interference. And in one way, now you've got a six-on-four against you. But in the other way, you can throw the puck down at the empty net and not get called for icing, uh, which is a good thing, too. So, uh, you know, it didn't cost them. They were able to win the game, and he'll learn from that. But, uh, you know, just uh, a young player who kind of lost lost his head a little bit right there, just not thinking. And But now that that's happened to him in such a crucial situation, he'll remember it. Yeah. All right, Paul, uh, Winnipeg is next. We know we saw the Jets two weeks ago and on a, in a game where I thought the Sabres were the better team, but Connor Hollaback was just on fire. So maybe we'll, we don't know who's going to be in goal yet for the Jets, but maybe he usually plays almost every game, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like one of those goals. He's old style. <laughs> he plays almost yeah. every night. Uh, so it's it, it's tough that you know not to see him and – you look at the Western Conference standings. They just played the Dallas Stars. At the time they played the Stars, the Jets and the Stars were tied in points. Now the Stars have 64 and the Jets have 63 and the Golden Knights have 61. And the Kings, by the way, people haven't noticed, the Kings do have 60. Uh, so as uh, they've gone ahead of the Kraken. So, yeah, I mean, you, you go from uh, what right now is the best team in the Western Conference to the second best team in the Western Conference, yeah. at least right this moment. Uh, so the Winnipeg Jets are good. They just played them in Buffalo. It was a close game, but Winnipeg prevailed. So we'll see what happens in that. And once again, now you're you're going to be three games and four when you go visit the Winnipeg Jets. Okay, Paul, thank you very much for your work tonight. Enjoyed the roundtable on the pregame show as well. And uh, we'll chat on pregame on Thursday with uh, the Sabres in Winnipeg. Okay, looking forward to it. Take care. Okay, great. Thanks. Paul Hamilton with us here on our postgame show. 5-3 Buffalo, their fourth straight win and their first win in St. Louis since 2009, snapping a nine-game losing skid. A couple of final stats here. They're brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Final shot totals. 11-5 with the shots in the third. Sabres just hanging on there, and Lukanen, a monster. Uh, final shots end up 31-29 Buffalo. Uh, both teams 0-2 on the power play. A big kill at the end of the game with the goaltender pulled. Six-on-four situation. Cousins gets the shorthanded goal to seal it while the Sabres are killing off that minor penalty. Lukanen, the win, 26 saves. Bennington, the loss, 26 saves. Your three stars, Falk with a couple of assists, star number two. Alex Tuck for the Sabres, he had a goal and an assist. Uh, I'm sorry, Falk was star number three, Tuck star number two, and Tage Thompson, the former Blue, now Sabre, star number one, his 33rd goal of the season. He also had two other assists. Tage Thompson tonight is our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. The attendance tonight at Enterprise Center in St. Louis, 18,000. And 96. And Buffalo will be on the road next at Winnipeg. Thursday night, 8 o'clock puck drop. I'll have the pregame at 7. Hope you can be with us then right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
And with that, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. Uh, if you want to keep listening to the post game, go to WGR550.com or in on the Odyssey app. For all of you on our flagship here on Sports Radio 550, more post game coming up. Update you on the standings, get you some more highlights, and uh, see what the fans have to say here as we come back to recap. Buffalo winning in St. Louis, 5-3 to three the final. I'm Brian Colziel. More post game in a moment. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Samuelson gets a glove on it, puts it off the boards, but Pareko trying to bank it off the wall. That's intercepted. Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner working in. Here's Tuck carrying it in. Drops it back. Tage Thompson scores! Tage Thompson comes back to St. Louis where it all started, and a lovely finish puts Buffalo up 4-0 early in the second period. That goal put Buffalo up 4-0. It was much needed for the Sabres. That was the game winner. Thompson is 33rd of the season as he picks up first-star honors. The play of the game brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. We welcome you back here on the post-game show. Brian Colziel with you. St. Louis hosting the Sabres and Buffalo getting another road win. 5-3 the final. Sabres have won four straight games. Let's get our first response from the fans now, brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. Uh, James sending me a tweet uh, and uh, saying, great to see we finally have a goaltender who shows up in the pressure moments. I would agree. Paul just mentioned that I think last segment too about how, you know, Luke and May, you know, some of the goals, whether you are happy or not about it, when you need the big save, Lukanen seems to be able to come up with those. We saw those from Anderson yesterday, and you know it seems like we've got a pretty good formula going right now. You get Anderson once a week, and then Lukanen plays the other two or three. And I think this is great. We're still getting to see the development and the progress of Lukanen. He's young. He can play two or three nights a week. And Anderson gets his one game, and because he's rested and prepared, has become a very, very solid goaltender in his kind of once-a-week performance. So uh, I think uh, it's right now a winning recipe, and that just means Eric Comrie's on the outside looking in. And I wouldn't even say this is a slight on Comrie. I think it's just, look, at this is the rotation that's really working right now. Don't mess with it. If there's an injury or one of the goaltenders tends to maybe, you know, come back in terms of their level of play, well, then Comrie can get himself in. But I think right now, I think you just ride with it. I think you just... If, if Lukanen is rested, he's in. And then if not, if there's a back-to-back along there, which, you know, you do get in the NHL. Most weeks there are one maybe at one point. Uh, that's where Anderson gets his call and uh, can come in and play very well. And as long as there are no injuries, well, it might be uh, Comrie waiting quite a while. As Paul said, you could put him in Rochester for conditioning. He said that, you know, he would, hey, he did accept it one time. Well, likely maybe he'll, you know, he could do it again. Uh, if just to play games and be ready if they know that they're going to put Comrie in at some point. But with no injuries, that's part of the reason the Sabres, I think, have been doing quite well right now. Injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. So the win. Sabres improved to 25-19-3 through 47 games. The bad news tonight is that they gained no ground on Pittsburgh because the Penguins beat the Panthers 7-6 in overtime. The Panthers ended up getting a point. So Buffalo's ahead 
of the Panthers now in the standings. Uh, but Washington is now in play. The Sa- if you want to look at the good news of the night as of this moment, the Sabres are three points back of the top wild card. Also three points back of the second wild card. But now there's two teams in play. And the Capitals are playing right now. So, you know, it'll still be three games in hand at the end of this night. They're in Colorado. So if you want a game to go watch and uh, scoreboard watch and help the Sabres out, well, right now it's going Buffalo's way. It's 3-1 Colorado after two against the Capitals. So if Colorado can hang on there, now the Sabres have two teams, and you only have to go in front of one of them. Uh, Sabres with 53, and uh, then the Caps and the Penguins both holding down wildcard spots right now with 56. So, you know, maybe the Capitals are a team now you can still kind of put on your radar. Um, As far as the schedule goes going forward, I do not believe that the Sabres will play the Penguins anymore this year. Uh, The Sabres will still have, I believe, yes, two more with the Capitals, one in February and one in March, but uh, done with the Penguins on the schedule in terms of any head-to-head matchups the rest of the way. All right, so the standings, a little better. But you keep winning, and, you know, it is just going to continue to get better. It's super exciting to have the Sabres in the race. And as, you know, Paul mentioned, I think if they can just get through this week, of course you want to go into every game thinking you can win. But, you know, even if they go 1-1 one one in these next two, it would be a 3-1 road trip all on the road against really good Western teams. It would be a very, very successful trip. And then the Sabres can finally take a breath. After this week with the Winnipeg and Minnesota games, they'll have one game in their next 13 days to start February. Just that game on February 1st, and then they don't play again until the 11th. So um, pretty pretty nice start there. They they would have, uh, after the game Saturday in Minnesota, the Sabres would have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday get off of game action. Then they play Wednesday, and then they don't play again until the 11th. So that's a one-game-in-13-day span uh, at the end of January and the start of February. So pretty nice job there. And then they have a Western trip to play L.A., Anaheim, and San Jose with days in between them all. And the Ducks and the Sharks are two of the worst teams in the NHL. So, you know, it's not like you're going to go out there and face juggernauts like you are on this trip. So February sets up very nicely for the Sabres. March gets busy again. But if the Sabres are in it in March, man, those games are going to be so good. The meaningful games in March that we've all been hoping for, it's trending that way. But still, obviously, uh, some hockey to go here. But a good night for Buffalo. They win it 5-3. to three. And with that, uh, we'll put a wrap on our postgame show tonight as we want to thank our crew, our network producer in our Amherst Studios, Frank Curry. Thank you, Frank, for your work tonight. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Paul Hamilton, I'm sorry, Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Pat Malacaro also joined us on the pregame show as well for our roundtable. Thank you, Paul and Pat. And also thanks to Kyle Powell, our social media and game story. Check it out, WGR550.com. For our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Colziel. Again, the final in St. Louis, Sabres 5, Blues 3. Thanks for listening. Talk to you Thursday with Buffalo and Winnipeg right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.